You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. We're live. <laughs> I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to drink a fine whiskey and smoke a really fine cigar. It is time for Happy Hour. It is the Man Cave Happy Hour. Whiskey, cigars, spirits, and the stories that go along with it. I'm Jamie Flanagan, and we are again at Ambassador Cigar. There's a fun event going on, uh, Foundation Cigars, and we're hanging out with the owner, Nick, and chatting him up, but uh, tagging in the godfather of cigars from the Cigar Smokers of Michigan. Paul, thanks for uh, sitting in with us. I appreciate that. Always a pleasure, Jamie. And uh, so the Cigar Smokers of Michigan, where, where, where are you guys at now? How many people are in the, uh, in the group? Um, as of this afternoon, 1,837 members strong. That's, uh, that's pretty dang cool. For, for having been uh, around roughly two years now, uh, I think we'll hit our three-year mark probably about November. Yeah, we're, uh, I keep pushing to try to hit that 2,000 mark. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're excited for the, for the group we have. It's a great group of guys. Uh, you know, j- just a bunch of... Uh, Local Michigan guys who like to smoke cigars and uh, post their pictures online. That's it. So, and that's what we were we were talking about that earlier. And because I belong to several Facebook groups between, you know, the bourbons that we do and the whiskeys that we do and the spirits and just barring it up. There's a lot of groups to belong to. There's a couple, you know, Michigan and Detroit cigar groups out there. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, they do some get-togethers and things here and there, and so does the uh, so do the cigar so do, smokers yep. of Michigan. What are some of the events that, that you do? Do is there anything coming up? Any meetups? Uh, we do have an event coming up. I think they're planning for October. I don't have any details on yeah, that yeah. yet. But you guys get together like Christmas. Yeah, we we, then, we were having monthly get-togethers. It's kind of come uh, bi-monthly now. Yeah, um, we're still kind of figuring out what we want to do. Uh, you know, some of the group members have said, "Hey, we." Maybe if you did like one big quarterly event, you know, but um, we're still kind of on that monthly kick. Uh, again, it's, it's volunteers, so it's, yeah. you know, as we can get together and plan these things. Yeah, and then bars have events like this. They bring in like the, the owner of Foundation Cigars, and so a few guys will come out and enjoy Absolutely. cigars. Absolutely. You know, events like this I love because um, not only do you get great deals on cigars, but you get to talk to guys like Nick, who are the brains behind the operation. I just love that. He's like such a wealth of information. Oh, yeah. And I mean, every single event I've been to, you know, I've been to ones with Christian Aroa from Aroa Cigars, and there, uh, Sofia Fuente came up uh, about a month ago. And you get to talk to these people and actually get the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the beginners, you know, people who are just beginning to smoke cigars. Yeah. You know, they're more interested in the product. But once once you start smoking, you've been into it for a while, then then you want more. You know, I want I want to learn more about the the tobacco. I want to learn more about what what your company plans are, and you know, all these people are always more than willing, like Nick was tonight, just to open up and you know spend time with you and say, hey, yeah, this is what I this is what I'm trying to do, and you know, here are my plans and. You, you get a lot of great information. Yeah. So the the but the, the the Facebook page. So people are just sharing pictures. You do some reviews here and there. People love you and your hat. Thank <laughs> you. You are known for the hat. Yeah, I, I actually uh, have a new hat for uh, the winter that okay. I'll be uh, debuting. Because <laughs> um, I think you did one video without that, and everybody's like, "Where's that? Where's that?" What's I, I've done on? a couple. Um, I did a Christmas uh, video a few years <laughs> back where I wore a, a uh, it's like a Santa Claus uh-huh. stocking. 
I did one a few years ago for uh, St. Patrick's Day, and I had a green hat. Okay. Um, so, you know, we, we try to keep it light and, you know, have fun with it. Yeah. So here's the thing with, uh, like, a lot of the bourbon clubs that I belong to. It's like Facebook is doing a major shutdown on on the bourbon clubs and even the man cave happy hour they were like because we have a little facebook page and we're like oh you know hey let's promote our thing let's promote our show and like let people know about it and so we tried to you know it's like for you know we'll spread the name for x number of bucks and we're like matt was like hey let's get their name out there and we tried to do it and uh the facebook came back and says because we had cigars in our description and they said you can't promote it so yeah. they it promoted to like about 200 people and they charged Matt like 75 cents. <laughs> and then and then they said you can't do it because you can't uh, you can't promote um, tobacco products. Tobacco products, uh, sales of tobacco products especially, they've really uh, cracked down on. You know, we we've told our membership, listen, if you guys want to talk privately and you know do stuff on your own, you know, but please don't do it on the site. You know, we there's a Facebook allows you to do announcements, right? And uh, the gentleman who actually started our group, Tim Laporte, actually posted an announcement back in July, and uh, I'll, I'll just kind of read it here. It said, "Rumors are flying once again that all tobacco-related groups may be getting the Facebook axe." Just in case this is true, he set up the group on another website. Right, right. Um, he goes, "Are I don't you going know. to Are you going to Twitter with all the the, the sex workers?" Uh, no, I, I think I think he's going to Miwi. Okay. Is what it's called. Um, it's it's you and you and the you and the massage therapist, right? Yeah. And he, and he, you know, he went on to say, he goes, I don't know how much of it as of yet, but I know we we want our shenanigans to continue. Yeah. You know, so he's got a link to the new group. You know, join now if you want to be safe. Um, he doesn't plan on any activity being there until sure. Facebook, you know, totally kicks us out. But you know, it's one of those situations, and you know, a lot of people. You know who use Facebook regularly know, you know we're kind of at their mercy. Yeah. So you know we're we're just trying to be a, a group of guys who have a common interest, but it seems like that tobacco slash cigar, you know, doesn't fall into what Facebook wants to you know mainstream or whatever. And, sure. You know we're a private group, which is which I find even more funny. Yeah. You know because you can't just click on our group and join. We've actually got a series of questions because. You know, we, we want to treat, you know, it's Cigar Smokers of Michigan. So we do have some questions like, do you live in Michigan? You know, are you a retailer? You know, we, we like to promote our brick and mortars because, you know, a lot of them have been really good to us. You know, we're here at Ambassador Cigars tonight. And, you know, Jeff and Sean, when we started the group, were huge uh, supporters of us. So, we, you know, we come out and support them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, any, any brick and mortar, you know, we've got a lot of friends in the brick and mortar business that... You know, we like to help promote their business as well, but it's all a matter of what what's Facebook going to allow us to get away with. And again, we're at their mercy. Because you guys didn't do there wasn't I didn't see a lot of uh, selling going on like in, in trading like on on the bourbon sites and the the whiskey sites and the bourbon sites. There's a lot of selling. People would go out and they would buy bottles and they would speculate on it, and you know they would try to resell them, trying to make a buck here and there. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't see a lot of that. No, there it wasn't really a lot. Like your your site was really just people enjoying cigars and sharing what they enjoy. Absolutely, I mean, the the, the worst thing that we probably do that, and again, I don't know if it, how, what, how Facebook would react, but we, we do what's called a cigar bomb, 
and we encourage members uh, if they're interested to sign up for our cigar cigar bomb. Yeah. Um, if they want to bomb somebody, you know, we'll give them a name, and they basically send them cigar-related products, and uh, you know, with the intention that everybody's just kind of sharing stuff they have in stock that maybe they really liked and want someone else to try okay. or maybe it's something i don't like but maybe someone else will and uh you running know, your lighter out of fluid here oh that's okay we got plenty of lighters here <laughs> but so you know we we really don't promote the sale of tobacco products it's more again it's more of a brotherhood brotherhood and sisterhood i don't want to forget the women because we love our oh yeah we, we love the females in our group uh, by all means um, but yeah, it's more of a, you know, just a bunch of people who like smoking cigars. It's a common hobby. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of where we, where we treat it. You know, we're, none of us yeah. is in it to make a buck. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, if, if I could make a buck off of this, by, by all <laughs> means I would, right. um, but, but I do have a full-time job, you know, so. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting there. There's another, uh, bourbon podcast, the bourbon pursuit guys. They do They do a really good show. And they uh, they were at the the big bourbon festival going down the, the the bourbon and beyond festival. It was like a big rock concert and stuff. But uh, uh, the guy from uh, from Van Winkle, Preston Van Winkle, sat at, at either on stage somewhere or on a, a panel or something. But he said they were one they were one of the driving forces behind uh, the crackdown, and they had hired lawyers. To help shut down that secondary market on Facebook because there was a there was a lot of selling going on. I don't well, I guess maybe not a lot, but uh, it really inflated some of the prices. Uh, and I, I found that really funny that some of the manufacturers were behind that. And then now everybody's like, "Oh, let's ban them!" And like you know, like not like boycott Pappy. And it's like, well, I already boycott Pappy because I'm not paying well, yeah. six hundred dollars <laughs> for a bottle yeah. of. Uh, yeah, I got to luck into uh, pour off of that before. But, I and, and it surprises me that you know some of the manufacturers would do that for the for the. Some, I, I recognize they're trying to protect their product and maybe some of their pricing. Well, yeah, is but it, at the same time, you know, it, it's a, it's a secondary market, and some of their stuff is so hard to find. Right. That if I can get my hands on it, and you know, maybe I don't necessarily like it, but I can sell it to someone else and maybe make a buck on it and turn around and. You know, someone who really appreciates it, who can't find it in their area. Right. You know, I, I can only imagine that's going to increase the visibility of their product. Is it? But is it increasing it out of, out of you know, enjoyability? Or are people, like, pay that much and then are let down that it's like, well, this isn't a $1,000 poor. What the hell, you know? So it's, it, it, it's, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, um, but I think there's some education there, too. I mean, take it, I take it from a cigar smoker standpoint. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about the Cigar Aficionado Top 25. Yeah. One of the things I always find funny is as soon as a cigar hits number one, trying to find it is a pain in the ass. Ah, see. Um, you know, I, I got lucky a few years ago when uh, the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Eye of the Shark was number one. Uh-huh. And the day it came out, I happened to go to one of my local brick and mortars. And they had like three boxes. Oh, and yeah, he I, hadn't read the article yet, and you're like, I'll take one of those boxes. Well, no, I had that. read the article, and no, I no, took he one. He hadn't read. Yeah, it. he had. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the store hadn't read it. <laughs> it, it, ma- matter, it fa- matter of fact, I told one of the guys in our group, and he he called the shop that day, and he he said, I'll take the other two boxes, and here's my credit card. He goes, mm. hold it for me. 
um, just because it does. It becomes hard to find. Yeah. Um, and it's funny too. Even if you go on like any of the internet websites, so you go to Cigars International or Thompson Cigars, mm-hmm. or you know, I'm just trying to think of some off the top of my head. The day these things come out as oh, they're the number one cigar of 2020. Yeah. You go to their website, they're either sold out or the price is through the roof. Uh. You know, you, you try to get. You know, I went online the day. Because um, it was easier for me to go online from work than it was to step out and hit the brick and mortar. Yeah. And, like, most of the websites were sold out of the eye of the shark. Or if you could find a box, it was four to 600 bucks for a box. Wow. Where I went what, to the what, brick and mortar. Normally, what would a box go for? I went to the brick and mortar, and I think I paid 250 for it. Okay. And, you know, you see that stuff. And there have been some cigars I know I'm just not going to get my hands on because the notoriety of hitting a certain list. And... Uh, yeah, I, I, to me, I think it's great that these manufacturers, all of a sudden, the prices can jack up and maybe the brick and mortar can make a couple extra bucks. But yeah. how is that any different from someone on the secondary market maybe having a box and going, oh, I bought a box six months ago. I, I really didn't care for it. But right. now that it's number one, I can now, sell this for crazy. Yeah, you know? now that it's on the charts, let's uh, sell a couple of these. So what's the most you've ever paid for uh, a stick? Well, I, I, I did not pay for these particular sticks. They were gifted to me. Okay. Um, what was it, the most valuable stick you've enjoyed? It was a $40 stick. Okay. Um, it was from Cuba. It was a, a Cuban cigar. All right. And it was, uh, I'm trying to think who the manufacturer was. Now. It was a Partagas Lusitania. Um, I had hired a new kid at work, and he knew I was into cigars, and apparently his... His brother's bro- uh, father-in-law was into cigars. Okay. And this guy ha- uh, lived in San Francisco and uh, happened to have some Lusitanias, and he gifted me five of them. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow. wow. I, when I found out what, you know, at first I was like, well, thank you. And then I found out what they were, and I was like, um, thank you. <laughs> you really didn't have to do that, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably the one, and I've still got three of them left. Well, okay. They, they only right. get smoked on special occasions. All right. So what uh, what's your cutoff when you're buying, like, just a stick? What's your, what's your press point? What's a cutoff oh. for you? You know, I have uh, gone as far as, like, 20, 25 bucks. Once they hit, you know, about 25 bucks, you're really scratching your head going, is it worth it? Yeah. And uh, I've had a lot of sticks where, yeah, I paid 20 bucks for them, and I've gone, it was a great stick. It wasn't a twenty dollars stick, you know. Mm-hmm. I've had buyer's remorse after a couple of sticks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had other sticks that, you know, upon doing research, um, and I'll give you a great example. Uh, a lot of people like the Arturo Fuente Opus Xs. Yeah, that's it's you know you see a very yeah. popular, probably a twenty to thirty dollars stick. Right. Um, well, Ashton does a stick. It's the Ashton ESG, which is the Estate Sun Grown. Okay. It's actually the same tobacco. That's used in the Opus X. All right. Um, it's just, uh, I think the Opus X is shade grown. ESG is a sun grown. Um, it's actually probably about four or five bucks cheaper. And I actually like it better than the Opus X. Okay. And it comes and down to taste. Yeah. Again, it comes down to taste. But, I mean, for me, from, from a price standpoint, all day I'm going, you know, with that particular stick. But, again, it's all in what you like and... You know, like I said, for me, I think if if you're spending ten to fifteen bucks on a stick, yeah. it's usually a pretty decent stick. Okay. Now, you know, I've had sticks that have been five bucks yeah. that have been really good, and I'm like, 
okay, for five bucks, I'm not going to knock it. Yeah. We did a blind testing. Uh, I did it as an April Fool's joke, actually, a few okay. years back. We had one of our moderators, uh, we call him Snarky Eddie. Snarky Eddie. And uh, we had another gentleman in the area who was doing reviews for us at the time, um, John. Um, Tsunami Johnny uh, was his moniker. And I bought some very cheap cigars, took the bands off of them. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And the three of us did a review that day. And we all agreed that it was a pretty good stick, you know, something you'd probably want for the golf course. Okay. You know, I, I asked Ed and uh, Tsunami Johnny, you know, what they'd be uh, willing to spend for that stick. They were like, oh, that's probably about 8 to $9 stick. And it was a $2 stick that Ooh. I bought at a Wild Bill's. Ah. And, they, and they were literally called cheap-ass cigars. Ah. And the band on it was, you know, a beefier woman bending over in some short shorts. Oh, my God. But we all agreed. We are like, hey, for 2 bucks a stick? Heck, yeah. I buy, buy a pack of these, throw them in the golf bag, and you're good for the summer. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, again, it all comes down to what you like. Yeah. You know, you don't have to go out and spend an arm and a leg to get a decent stick anymore. That's yeah. So uh, you, you earlier you, were, you had a Manhattan. Uh, is that your go-to when you're when you when you're at a cigar lounge? Um, I actually had an old-fashioned, and okay. the, the oh, reason all right, old-fashioned. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, the, re- the reason I do that is because I'm too lazy to make them at home. Okay. Um, at home, it depends on the day. Um, I'll either reach for a cognac, a scotch, or a bourbon. Okay. What uh, what's what's your scotch? Uh. My go-to scotch is the Glen Morangi La Santa. Okay. It's a 14-year-old aged in sherry casks. Mm-hmm. Has just enough of a sweetness on the finish that really nice. Okay. Yeah, we just talked to uh, the, the national rep from okay. Glen Morangi. Yeah, Glen Morangi. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah I, but, no, that was great. They were down at, uh, at the Sugar House and uh, enjoyed the hell out of that. It yeah. was it was. It was it was uh, not too sweet, but it was it, there was definitely more sweet. Yeah, there's just enough of a, of a finish on the end. Yeah, but I probably got you know down to my basement alone in my own little home bar. I probably got five different kinds of scotches right now, and you know it's all depending on what I'm going to smoke that night, how I'm feeling. You know, you know I've got a couple of bottles of bourbon. I usually go to either the uh, Woodford Reserve or the uh, Maker's Mark. Yeah, <clears throat> and then uh, you know I've got a couple of bottles of cognac that. If I'm feeling really froggy, I'll I'll reach for one of those. So what about uh, I'm a Guinness boy, right? So yep. what should I pair up with Guinness? Do you drink much Guinness? I do drink Guinness. Okay. Um, I've got a couple cans in my uh, my fridge at home. Um, because of the dryness of the Guinness, mm. I usually like a little bit of a sweeter cigar. Um, so I'll go with like a Drew Estate Natural. Okay. Um, it's got a Sumatra wrapper, so it kind of gives you that cinnamony sweetness. Okay. Um, there's another one, a Romeo Julieta, uh, Nicaragua. It just came out in the last couple of years. First time I tried it, I was like, oh my God, this, this is it's a really nice cigar. Again, it's kind of got that natural sweet tobacco taste to it. All right. Um, not one I'd want to have every day, but again, I think it'd pair well with the Guinness because of that. I, w- I want a sweet, a little bit of a sweetness okay. to pair off against the Guinness. Cool. So this a Romeo and Julieta what? It's a Romeo and Julieta Nicaragua, uh, okay. 1875. They right. probably even have them here in the humidor. Yeah. I'm going to have to give it a whirl with the pint. Yeah. I'm, I'm about due for uh, <laughs> uh, another pint. Paul, thank you for, for helping out with that. That was uh, a great conversation earlier, and uh, 
great conversation with you right now. And so if you're in Michigan, right, because you got to be a, a Michigander or a displaced Michigander or, or a Michigan a, fan. Yeah, or Michigan fan. You know, <laughs> we're not too discerning, sure, you sure. know. Um, but yeah. cigar, cigar Smokers of Michigan on Facebook, and then they can see your reviews. Yep. Uh, how often do you do reviews on the, uh, on the I, site? I, I've been getting beat up lately. I have not done a review in several yeah. months. I, uh, but there's a whole array of them already. But there is a whole there. array of them in, the, in our video section uh, that you can go back and uh, peruse. Uh, I do plan on, now that my workload looks like it's going to be lightening up here shortly, I uh, plan on getting back onto those. Um but yeah, we I was doing them weekly. Now it's kind of gotten monthly, maybe even quarterly. Okay. Um, I went on vacation in South Carolina back in April, and I did a whole bunch of them. Okay. And then kept I haven't done. You should have kept them in your pocket. Yeah, I should have kept them in my pocket, but people were clamoring for uh, them, so I I just let them go. All right, we're heading into fall. Heading into fall. Are you ready for the uh, pumpkin spice cigars? <laughs> no, no. They, now, I'm kidding. No. I hate everything pumpkin spice. It's like it, with my patch, it's like, oh, my God, stop it. We have had this kind uh, ironically, the, <laughs> the, the, the inner circle of cigar smokers in Michigan has had this conversation, uh, and apparently off, there are a couple out there that <laughs> I have been told are not too bad. All right. If, if you're I have it. I have not tried them myself. I'm, if, I'm not a, a flavored yeah. guy. Um, but what I do find, um, once it gets to be colder weather, yeah. I tend to go for the darker, heavier cigars. That's what I was going to say. We're heading into winter. What's your winter cigar? So, uh, you know, again, I'm all over the place. Yeah. Um, the nice thing is you got Halloween coming up. So usually there's some Halloween-themed cigars that will come out. Um, I like to try to get my hands on those. Around Thanksgiving, uh, I believe it's Tatuaje puts out... Um, I, they call it the. I'm trying to think. I know it is a light meat and the dark meat, but they, they put out two <laughs> okay. Thanksgiving themed cigars um, that I like to try to get my hands on. There's always Christmas themed cigars. Um, I think CAO put out a line a few years ago with the rabid reindeer, and <laughs> um, so you know, I always like to try to get my hands on those just because even though they're gimmicky, uh, they, they usually have a good flavor to them as well. Um, so, but I, I usually, you know, anything Maduro, you know, I, I kind of like a little bit of a heavier, darker cigar in the wintertime. Um, whereas summertime, I'm heading toward your Connecticut's with the lighter cigars. Cool. All right, Paul. So the uh, Cigar Smokers of Michigan on Facebook, we'll keep an eye out for your reviews and uh, keep an eye out for you. As we do more of these uh, man caves, we'll have you come and party with us. And I was like, "Yeah, oh my God, we haven't had Paul party with us forever." So, and and we finally got me on one without a gin ga- or a with, vodka guy. Vodka. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got another. We got fun. two more vodka events coming up. So, well, uh, and it's always great to see Terry and Bruce and yes. you know that that whole group from Zim's. So it's definitely, yeah, we'll definitely have you back when when All they're right. playing. We won't make you pick cigars for it. We'll just have you come and drink with us. Oh, I, I like that even better. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, well, cheers. All right, cheers. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah.